and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined by Miles Thompson. Hello again, sir. Well, hello there. Hello there. How are you? I'm okay, thank you, mate. I've had a bit of a headache today. It might be partially a little bit of like tiredness, hangover type thing. So, but otherwise, we're doing well. My friend came down for the weekend, which was really nice. So we had a few drinks, and uh, yeah, it's been a pretty decent weekend, all things considered. What about you, sir? How are you? Oh, thanks so much for asking, Miles. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome. Oh, um, yeah, I'm doing really good. I have lots of raspberry cider in me right now, um, Ooh, which nice. I'm very happy about. What make? <laughs> Copperberg. Ah, uh, of course. Um, the, old, the, the old faithful. The old faithful. The old faithful. Um, my nieces and nephews are very excited about getting alcohol. Um, they normally <laughs> live in Spain, so um, they're over here and they're like just getting all the ciders they can't get in Spain. Oh, got to make the most of it while you can. There's nothing worse yeah. than going abroad. When we went to America, cider doesn't exist there, and I was just very upset. You got to drink like water, beer, awful. Mm. Yeah, it's like drawing chocolate in America, isn't it? It's just not right. Oh no! Don't even mention Hershey's; it's garbage. Oh dear. K to the A to the T. Hello. Hey. You forgot the KB at the end. K to the A to the T. KB. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll try harder next time. I was like, hey, I mean, you created it, so, you know, it's really your magic. You say whatever you want to say. It's my monster that I've yet to destroy. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks, dude. I'm all right. I'm very sorry for my absence on Monday. I was uh, not well. I was, you would not have been, I, I'd have been a little squeaky voice. Um, I probably sound still a bit rough, but uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm a lot better than I was. Thank you very much. Very good to hear. And rounding this off is Mr. Joshua Thompson. Hello, everyone. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Miles has already done the honours of asking how you are, and you are very happy with your raspberry cider. It's good yeah. to hear. I can't complain, you know, things are things are good. What I did do, I did buy a 10-inch um, Miss Minutes um, Funko Pop this week. Because uh, oh. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's Miss Minutes, if you don't know, it's a character from uh, Loki, the Marvel TV show. And uh, it's just a big clock, essentially, with eyes. And Does it work as a working clock? It's not a working clock, no. She's quite, she's quite sinister, and she kind of stares over my bed at the moment, and I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm starting to regret it or not. <laughs> but, uh, might, just, might just have to turn her, might face her over at the wall or something. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she could face the wall when she's uh, <laughs> when she's being bad. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, that came out wrong. Oh, dear. It was good to have you here, Josh. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Oh, no, thanks for having me. We are here to talk about that cat game. Not the cat game. We haven't made a game about cats yet. Though I'm sure that may be on the cards one day. Um, we're great game. Talk... That would be a great oh, game. That would be game, game of the year, obviously. What a game. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it would be, but we'll talk about it after. Um, we're going to talk about Stray. That game from Annapurna Interactive that we were all waiting all year to play. And now we've all played it and completed it. So we're going to get a little bit deeper into it and see how we thought of it overall about the story, about all the goodness, and about all the bits that, well, there were lots of those for me, anyway. Um, so, kick off, we're going to start with like a general overview of how people thought, kind of spoiler-free, I guess, at first. Um, Miles, overall, your thoughts on Stray? Yeah, I had, to, I had to eat a really big slice of humble pie with this one. I was probably the most sceptical of everybody at Finger Guns about Stray. Uh, I thought it was just going to be a very, like, nice looking but quite boring and relatively uninteresting kind of stealth like platformer type thing and when I finally got hold of Stray and played it I actually fell in love with it I really really enjoyed this game um I think it's art direction's really cool I love the world of it I kind of love the backstory and the way that it kind of delivers it um and I just ended up really enjoying being a dickhead of a cat of just walking around and throwing things off of buildings and nudging things you know through glass and just being a pain in the ass feline that everyone knows that cats are and um yeah I, I just got to the end of it and I was like damn I've enjoyed this a hell of a lot more than I ever expected to and funnily enough I actually enjoyed it more than some other people who were more excited about it than me um but I think this is a really a really wholesome game and it's nice that Sony made quite a bold decision to release this as part of the tiered subscription and for free for the first week. Um, I think it's one of those kind of goodwill gestures that goes down really well with the community and earns them quite a bit of, you know, brownie points of fair play to you for doing that. 
and uh yeah just i think the developers have done a great job and yeah i hope we see more of this world and more of this kind of game yeah wholesome it's is good. the word isn't it wholesome yeah. is the word absolutely it's Done. it's just a nice game to play absolutely uh josh what did you think of stray yeah i think um just just following miles's sentiments for the most part um it's it's a very short and sweet game and i really couldn't complain about it i did it in one sitting i think over over the day kind of taking a couple of breaks here and there um played through it all and really enjoyed my time with it um for the most part, I think the gameplay was a little bit lacking for me, but I loved everything else. I loved the world. Um, I loved the art style. Uh, just a bit of the puzzles were a little bit too easy. Um, and the ending fell a bit short for me. But other than that, I really enjoyed my time with it. Cracking. Cracking. Yeah, um, I think those are, the, those are fair comments, and we'll get into it very, very shortly. Cats. Yes? Now! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, one one could argue you were the most excited for Stray. One would argue that probably quite well. I yes. think you'd have a lot of evidence to back up that argument in a debate. Long before you were a finger gunner, um, I remember talking to you about the cat game that we saw at the PlayStation review, <laughs> and you were like, yep. "I want it now! Give it to me now!" Yep. You yep. got it. You've done I it. Got it. Yep. What do you think? Oh, I deleted it on Thursday. <laughs> 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 I ain't going for that platinum. I don't care enough. Um, it was fine. It was fine. That was, I mean, I've said it before and I've said it again. It was fine. I, I mostly agree with, with Josh's sentiments over Miles's. I think that it is very, very short and sweet. It's lovely. But I think... I got a comment the other day on on the website where it's like, you've hyped this game up too much for an indie studio. And you know what? Fair enough. And I got told to like reel in my expectations. But I think that actually, I think, you know, why should I want to reel in? I wasn't wasn't really expecting something. I was more excited. And I don't think you should ever have to reel that in about a potential game. Um, And, you know, okay, yeah, you can set yourself up for disappointment. I'm not disappointed, it was just fine. It wasn't what I expected for the reasons that maybe Josh has pointed out. It was short and sweet. You know, la la la, we'll go into details about it later. It was fine. I don't hate it, but I don't want to, I, I just, I don't know why and I can't put my finger on quite why, but I play like five to 10 minutes of it, maybe even 15. And I'd be like, I'd pause the game for like two hours. I'd be like, I want to play this. I don't know why. It's just something that just didn't grab me as much as I thought it would from the very start. So overall, yeah, one could argue I was the most excited and I've come away just, I don't know, not as much pie as Miles. (laughs) (laughs) Not as much pie as Miles. Miles had a bigger portion of pie. Yeah, Yeah, I've had a different pie. I had the wheel in your expectations pie. <laughs> mm. I'm kind of with you, but I'm kind of not at the same time. Um, mm. I remember talking about this on the actual podcast, and I was like, this is like a great 7 out of 10 game. Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%, it's, yeah. It wasn't, I don't know, but the the screenshots and the images always gave me the impression that this wasn't going to be a big game. And it wasn't, wasn't going to was. be... It wasn't. Okay. And it wasn't going to be something that was going to challenge, you know, Aloy or God of War. You know, it wasn't going to be that on that level. Um, at the same time, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of exactly what I wanted it to be. It was a very in and out kind of, yeah, that was very enjoyable. Um, I get why it was on PlayStation Premium now, considering the length and considering, you know, yeah, it was a pretty straightforward experience. The price tag on it as well. If it's not, if you're not on PlayStation Plus or you don't play it for the first three weeks, I think it was like thirty-five pounds, which mm. I think is quite a steep price point for how short the game is for someone who possibly has just seen it on the shop and they're not really in the PlayStation ecosystem. If they put, if they drop thirty-five quid, I don't know how excited I would be about the game myself. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I think I expected more not necessarily like you said not not god of war not horizon i think i expected more spider-man so like this 
this map with lots of different collectibles, a bit of a log, a bit of like different stuff to do as a cat in different areas with the art style that we were given. And yeah, I think that's what I was anticipating. And it was very linear and very short. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, that's fine. I think I expected more like Miles Morales, like a two point, like a 1.5 of Spider-Man. Not quite, you know, the quality of Spider-Man because it's, you know, AAA Studio. But mm. it was, that's where I thought that was going. Um, yeah, don't know. But didn't get it. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, so we didn't quite get Miles Morales. No, as a cat. Um, as a cat. Um, but do you know what but... I mean, though? Like, with the map and the backpacks and the postcards, that's kind of what I was expecting. Because yeah. in the trailer, it's got a bloody backpack on. So I was like, oh, we're going to get, like, things to collect. And we're going to get stuff to do. Like, the mechanics of the scratching was amazing. I just wanted more of everything, I think. Mm. That's what I think I wanted. I think that's why I don't think... That's why I keep saying it's fine. Because I don't think it's a bad game. I wanted more. But I didn't want more of the same. I wanted, I don't know, I just wanted my marshmallow to be a mega marshmallow, not a little mini marshmallow, you know? The game kind of technically connects as well. So the ability to have maybe the freedom to go back and forth is kind of there. Um, And, yeah, maybe some time of just not necessarily uh, like a story moment or stuff like that to complete, but like you said, collectibles to collect more, mm. more so than there is, you know, just more of a bit of a, like, a platformer collectathon, like mm. like a Mario game is or something like that, mm. could have could have lengthened out the time a bit. And I wouldn't have minded doing that. I don't think that's technically mindless. I think there's a place for games like that where you can, you know, just zone out, kind of explore and find everything at your own pace mm. without no pressure on it. You can just I think that's what I mean account. about the Spider-Man element. It's kind of like you can ignore the backpacks completely or you can ignore the postcards completely if you would like to. You can play the main game and never collect a single bloody backpack apart from the ones that are a part of the main story. But then there's also the option to just explore the city. And I think it's such a beautiful art style. I think they missed a trick there. Mm. they've got the memories of course like we can't ignore yeah. the memories the memories were great and they were they were really kind of akin to the story and that was really great but like i don't know just to collect milk or something i don't know <laughs> collect backpacks milk fucking squeaky balls i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry was uh collecting uh music for that guitarist not enough for you yeah that was well good and he plays them all for you you could sit there and chill while he right, plays music. it was but i needed a map that was another thing that for me i was just like if i have to walk around the same fucking corner one more fucking time because it all looks <laughs> the same i'm going to chuck this cat off the roof <laughs> it was those vending machines that got me like, yeah, looking for those machine. without oh a guide God. i was just like losing my mind yeah, oh, the vending I, machines. I, I stumbled upon the fourth one and had to show you cat didn't i because it was honestly i was trying and i think as well was like, it like the one that was like Near, not on a room, like a balcony. Yeah, it's like, like hidden above yeah. ground yeah. level yeah. between yeah. two, yeah, 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 between two buildings. And yeah, from I literally there, fumbled on it. I was I like, "Hang on." Like, <laughs> I think from there, that's when I started to really think, oh, God, "I fucking asked." <laughs> and I think that's because I went around the same flipping corner like fifty times, and I was like, "Could have just had a map. Could have just had a location marker where it like ticks them off as we go." And you know, that's just a me thing. I know that loads of people be probably listening to this, being like, "Go yourself." shut up i was <laughs> gonna say like can i be devil's advocate for a minute because i get where you guys are coming from of like wanting the more like the collectathons and wanting the map and all that kind of stuff i think part of the reason i really enjoyed this is because i expected it to have those things and it didn't and i felt really immersed in the game because i had to figure it out and like especially navigate myself in my view as like like a cat would um and being able to just roam around i ended up doing a lot of the like you know you'd have to do like little random things for different characters throughout to get items to progress the story just through like exploring the main hubs i would tend to do those objectives before i even needed to like when i got to the first main character and you have to give them those three notepads i'd already got them all and i hadn't even realized that i thought they were like optional and i think the reason that i enjoyed it so much is because the game never really directs you or handholds you it's kind of like here's a nice little like space for you to explore be a cat do your thing and i think i would have found it less enjoyable an experience if it was bigger with more stuff to do with a map it would have ended up falling into like the ubisoft template for me and so a big part of why i enjoyed it was because it was kind of more linear but also it kind of gave you that kind of freedom to just sort of be like hey 
go explore be a cat um and i think that might be why some people have really enjoyed this more than others like you said cat of it might be your your like feel is that you wanted more collectathon you wanted a map you wanted that kind of you know that kind of side of it and i think other people like myself have been like oh it hasn't got those things that's pretty cool um yeah I think as well because like Miles, was, uh, Miles because like Ross was saying we've been talking about this game since before we were even part of Finger Guns that's a long time to talk about a game for so I think that like the longer the game like marketing is for because when that game was shown on the state of play it was like oh my god this fucking looks amazing two years later I don't think you're really anticipating a two-hour game I know it wasn't two hours when you play it from beginning to end for the very first time but I don't think I don't know that was maybe that's just my experience that I didn't expect but I love how they I mean kudos to them they've they've done something really really well in a short time I would like I just I just just wanted more I guess you you said that you struggled with it though so would you have wanted to play another six hours but that's what I'm saying I would that's why but I said that earlier so I don't want more of the same I wanted more stuff like like um Josh was saying I wanted to be able to explore to be able to have a purpose to explore as opposed to do you know what I mean I wanted like I just wanted to be taken like a to a to a higher depth um I yeah I think I think for what really killed me was first going on that city the vending machine thing I'm exploring the same thing over and over again I was just like fuck's sake and I think and it's just one of those things I would have wanted more but I don't want more does that make sense I don't know what I'm trying to say someone reword my sentence for me I guess what you're saying is you wanted different content and more of different stuff, not more of the same stuff of what was already there, pretty much. Yeah, but also acknowledging that what they did in that short time was really, really well done. But I think that because it was over such a short period, uh, such a long period of time when we knew about this game, I think, like we said, we knew so little for so long that people's ideas, again, it goes back to my own expectations that, you know, that's my own shit, really. Tough titties on me. But, like, but yeah, so I don't know. I thought it was a great game. I think it is a great game. But I think that what they were, not what they were advertising was different from what they sold because that's not true. But yeah, I just, I feel like they could have really taken it to a different level of catness. <laughs> you know? I think- I think the expectation part is really important because I went in with no expectation of it whatsoever. So I think I just embraced all of it as it was. And I think, yeah. like you said, it had been announced so long ago and we'd had so few details. People had built up what the game would be. In yeah, their own mind absolutely. And that's my own shit, isn't it? Because that's what you would say. Like, that's what people say. Like, you can't get mad about a game that never told you anything about it. Like, and that's a fair, that's totally a fair comment. And I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Annapurna at all. Um, apart from, you know, the review stuff. But no, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah just I think there were just a couple of things where I was just like oh that's a shame you know it's a great game like I really enjoy like I enjoyed the story I thought the story was amazing and we'll probably get into the story itself like, I really, really like the story I think I agree with Josh I think it ended like really suddenly but <laughs> I was like oh okay never mind um yeah I think I just wanted to be a cat more as opposed to just do the things that I needed to do you know hmm. Cat just wanted to be a cat more. I just wanted to be a cat more. Mm. You know, I love the elements they put in. I love the scratching thing. That was awesome. Like to find little scratchy yeah. places. Um, I just wanted more of that. That's what I wanted. I, just, I don't know. So now you've got like Stray Sue's going to be like this big old open world, sprawling Ubisoft collectathon marathon. Yes, yes, please. I would like that. <laughs> like everything about that that world, but like. Spider-Man. <laughs> I want the Spider-Man <laughs> straight game. That's what I want. <laughs> okay. Uh, right then, let's get into uh, let's get into the Um, because while this game hasn't got really an awful lot to spoil, there is a fun story, an interesting story that runs through it. And um, yeah, you don't want it to be ruined for you because it is a, a very wholesome kind of ending as the game kind of presents itself. Um, Miles, what did you make of the ending and the um the way the game wrapped up? Yeah, I think. It sort of does feel like a couple of sections might have been either pulled back from or scrapped altogether because it does kind of jump a little bit. But I thought the ending itself, I was quite happy with. Um, I thought it ends on a nice note. I think the way that it wraps itself up, it's quite a self-contained, like smaller scale story. 
Um, I liked some of the plot elements. I think it's got a couple of really cool bits. Like there's a bit of mystery over what's happened to the world and why there's no people in it anymore. And it's just robots. And, you know, why everybody's scared of a cat walking into their neighborhood. Um, and I like the kind of mystery of it. It was quite obvious. I kind of guessed what had happened within about, I think it was about chapter four, five. And then it kind of plays out as you would expect from there. It never surprised me. It never shocked me. But like we said, I think wholesome's the word for it. It's a nice self-contained little story. It's kind of a feel good finish to it at the end. And it just wraps itself up quite nicely. I think a big thing for me is that I've played a lot of really big games recently. And I think I've got really like tired of having to follow like a billion plot threads at once and keeping track of all these different dialogues and characters and all that stuff. Whereas this is like, you're a cat, you work your way through the world, you figure out what's gone wrong with it pretty quickly. And then it comes up to a conclusion and it finishes. And it it is a bit abrupt. I think they could have fleshed it out more, but I suspect that's more of like a budget time constraint thing rather than a creative decision, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I liked it and I like the little exposition bits. Like if you read um, some of the exposition notes and all the stuff that you can find about the world, you know, there's quite a bit in there. And even listening to like the music that the guy plays for you, I think is cool. Um, and I like some of the touches of how it like kind of touches on what the world is like, would be like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I found a lot of it was environmental storytelling, which I bought into quite a bit more than I usually and again, I think it was an expectation thing. I didn't go in expecting any story at all. So whatever was there, I kind of just embraced. And because I felt so immersed playing the game, and it's one of the few times I actually paid attention to the environment and figured out what was going on by thinking critically rather than having to, you know, have it like spoon fed to me in dialogue because otherwise I wouldn't pay attention to it kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, again, it was a level of I didn't have any expectations, so I quite enjoyed it and the ending wrapped up nicely for me. So, yeah, I was quite happy with it. Were you sad when B12 left us? I wasn't, I wasn't. I was a bit like... You monster. I think it's kind of... Absolutely I monster. think it's kind of fitting for the story. I think it was a nice touch of how... Again, can I go into spoilers now? Can I just yep, spoil absolutely. that? Yeah, Because um, obviously B12 is like the representation or like the, the last human, you know, consciousness placed into like a robot machine thing. Um, and the fact that he kind of gives himself so that organic life can kind of be free and that the robots can now have their freedom and that kind of thing i thought that was a nice thematic touch and i think it it fitted quite well and i wouldn't be surprised if there's like a stray sequel that you know the cat goes back to find if it can find a new version of the consciousness and get a new little robot to fit him back into um yeah i thought it was a, a touching moment and although it was a little bit sad i thought it was nicely done that would be a cool sequel i'd enjoy that <laughs> cat goes on an adventure to find its long lost human consciousness companion yeah i mean this cat is super clever yeah um there's these things that these cats did like b12 said turn on all the computers and the cat just knew what that meant <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> and it's you know there's there's obviously uh i always sometimes i thought as b12 like taking over his mind or something because mm. no no cat knows what that means <laughs> but uh yeah. we had to just be you know suspend disbelief and stuff i guess and the cat fully understands English for some reason. It can literally talk to the robot. Completely so understands cool. English. Fully conscious and fully aware of everything going on around it. It's a pretty impressive cat. It's a hell of a cat, really, isn't it? Um, what a cat. Uh, Josh, what did you make of the uh, the ending? With the um, I think it wrapped up nicely. Or I know you, and you said you had some issues with the ending. Yeah, I mean, I think <sighs> the ending felt like it was cut short. Like, the game... Oh, not the game, but like the story could really take off from that point on. Um, so hopefully, you know, this has enough reception that we kind of had that continuation of the story. What is life going to be like now that everyone can see each other? Um, you know, they're not bound by the slums or bound by the higher views. It's all about, you know, the hierarchy of people and the corporations that are like oppressing them. Um, I think the main takeaway that I got from the game in general was like the themes that they were going for. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed them. Like what, like, uh, it's just like what it is to be human, um, like taking life for granted, coming out and touch grass, I wrote, um, and like season of the day, like all these robots are like talking about all these things that humans went through and not knowing why they were going through such things, but 
mimicking their behavior as if it's like the natural thing to do. Um, and I really loved that kind of storytelling that all these, all these robots were like going through these existential crises when they were literally just mechanical. They don't have human emotional thought. Um, but I just wish it was a little bit deeper in those themes. I feel like they were saying something, but they didn't say enough of what they were trying to get out with those. Like they were touching those themes, but they weren't exploring them further. And I just wish they did. But other than that, I, I did quite enjoy the story. I, I felt like um, B12 was kind of us being the vehicle of, of the stray cat, kind of um, the human emotion that we would miss from a cat because the cat in the end of the day kind of doesn't give a shit about anything. It's just a cat. <laughs> it does cat things. Um, I feel like even at the start when the cat falls over and his family's just looking down at him and they're like, well, I'll see you later then. <laughs> like, but that's yeah, just what cats finally. do. Finally. <laughs> yeah, that's what cats do. They just look at something, think, what oh, a shame, and then just go on with their life. And I think this cat in the game has done that. Like he's just told what to do and he's like the vehicle of these robots to tell their story. I wonder if the cats even remember him. Yeah, he probably know. doesn't. Probably doesn't. He probably's like, oh, that's that that robot's gone. Or if he's yeah. even speaking English. <laughs> that robot's gone. I guess I'll um I'll just have a look outside then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. The whole time we were like, the game must be about, you know, the stray cat getting back to his family and getting back to his uh, little cat friends. But, yeah, but it's really not, is it? No, that didn't happen at all. No. <clears throat> and I think that's just that is cat behavior though, isn't it? The cats just do what they kind of do as they please and they roam. Um and it, it's funny, like we as humans have our emotions on our on our pets, and the robots are kind of doing especially B12 is doing the exact same thing as we do as people to our pets, is we hang our emotions and our friendships, our kinships to our pets. Um, which you know was one of the themes that we were kind of going through that about kind of uh, you know, season the day and stuff like that, and what it is to be human. Like he was really going through his own trauma, like realizing that he's not who he is anymore, and that he did have a life, and what it means to have a life in general. Um, and I think he kind of pushed his emotions onto a cat that was pretty emotionless. <laughs> yeah, this one just didn't really give fucks <laughs> about anything that it did. And it was it was a really kind of sweet ending, I thought. Um, uh, Cap, you, uh, I guess you've finished it most recently. Are you are you mourning the loss of B twelve? Yeah, that was sad. But I knew it was going to happen. I kind of guessed it was going to happen when he started to kind of chart like short charge out, and I was like, oh, he's going to sacrifice himself, and that's why I was sad because the the whole game kind of shows this sacrifice that the cats made, like in the cave. You know, he short changes. He short what's it called like short fuses out again mm. and he grabs him and he runs off and i didn't think that he could understand english i thought b12 was translating for him because when you're without b12 you can't understand anybody yeah he was he was translating yeah so he doesn't understand he doesn't completely understand english because he can't talk to anyone when you haven't got b12 around um but i really liked it i'd have loved an epilogue you know i'd have loved like uh exploring the sewers again not the sewers but like you know the bit where you start I'd like I'd I'd have loved to have seen that at the very end just as a bit of like a I don't know like a bit of a like ending so it just doesn't be like but I you know it'd make a great film <laughs> like, <laughs> um I think but you know it is really sweet and I really like what what Josh and Miles were saying about you know the nuances of human life and you know that mimicking but not knowing why you know that's exactly what you know our history sometimes tries to you know make sense of other history by trying to do what they do and make sense of that and I, you know that's really that's really kind of prevalent in there um I think it's a great story for a short time you really do get engrossed. like you can there's a lot of story for such a short game mm. um there's a lot of backstory that you don't quite know a lot of there's a lot of details that you don't know why and maybe that's explained for future games and it'll be great if there is a sequel and you kind of come back to like that i have no idea why the eyes were in the cave what oh, that fucking God. shit was scary I think, I, I think my theory is that these zucks and these eyes and stuff are the humans and they are humans without the light and they've turned into these like mushes because they've not got like oh. 
they've not got fresh air, so they've just literally disintegrated into like. Can I drop in here? Oh god, that's horrific. There's there's actually a bit of exposition in one of the notes where it's like basically it's like a bacteria or like a virus that developed, and then what happened was the humans were either like testing it or they were using it for some kind of purpose to break stuff down or destroy stuff, and then somehow there's like a mutation which turned them into like massively exponentially like multiplying things and then oh, they saw yeah. they were and they became like a hive mind so like the bit in the so is like the hive mind part which is like controlling all the rest of them and then what happened was the only thing that would keep the zucks at bay was light so what happened was they sealed off this city and the sewers because that's where the hive mind was basically being kept and then the zucks would only spread where there wasn't light so the more people would screw up like the worse it would get um, and that's why it's quarantined and everything else. And yeah, like, I remember out. that as well. I do would, partly remember that note actually, but I didn't. It would eat human flesh, like but then did. it actually evolved into eating uh, metal it. as well, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no, I I didn't look into it that deeply, but I do remember that bit. Um, that's fucking gross. Um, that was really creepy, and I think there's a lot to be. There's obviously a lot of wealth in the story that maybe we don't know enough of yet or like maybe they they can really play on it as well um so you know if they do bring out a sequel that's going to be really fun like to to dive back into to find out more to to see how you know light has made a difference or maybe they won't ever make a sequel and that's just it you know light rules and now they opened up the the city again and you know they don't need to worry about the high run because they can do whatever now but uh, yeah, I really like the story. I think that you know we could have had a chapter at the at the end. Maybe I don't know, just like bury B twelve or something. I don't know. Put him like dig him a little hole. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have dug him a little hole. You know, put him somewhere because he's you know he took him around everywhere. But just put to leave him, the him there like or that. Something and dig him yeah, up. like <laughs> just bury him in the catlets next to his poo. <laughs> um. Yeah, but other than that, you know, that's that's nitpicking, but I did enjoy the story and there was nothing about the story. Like Miles was saying, I think my expectations of the gameplay sullied my enjoyment of the game as a whole, but I actually had no idea what the story was going to be other than it was going to be a stray cat. So actually, like like Miles, I went in completely unanticipating any kind of story and ended up really enjoying the story. Um it's a much so, better story than it ever should have been. Like it, it's yeah, a game about being sure. a cat, and somehow yeah, they managed to bring like existentialism, like humanism, like like Josh was Evolution, talking about, like yeah, missing what you never really understood. You know, all yeah. sorts of stuff. It's really like, cool. Like and consequences of behavior as well, and like the, the the choices that human makes, that humans make, and the consequences of what that would look like years later, and and still to that day. A smart story. <laughs> Corporation, table. Yeah. corporations and control and control yeah. of humans because they were the, those robots that were like the police essentially were designed by humans but then kind of took over their role yeah. and then became fully functional as like a an oppressive kind of uh entity and i was i wanted more of that i wanted to see more of what yeah what, what drove <laughs> these like this corporation to end up like fully pushing out human race and then uh obviously creating these levels that were blocking off the hive and stuff like that and also it's all a little bit too relative isn't it at the moment when we've seen in the last kind of two years the light of flight bans and restrictions around you know you can't go outside your house and you can't do that you know it's all a bit close to home shutting down a city like that and it's it's just interesting the parallels between that you know because had we not had COVID, you know, that would be just a cool trope to have. Oh, they shut down the city. That's really cool. We've lived something like that now. So, do you think a lot of their narrative came from that? Because obviously it was announced in what did you no, say? No, I 20... don't think it did. Yeah, no, I don't think it did. I think that's circumstantial. Fortuitous, and then I, fortuitous yeah, timing. absolutely. And then yeah. I think that now it's all too close to home. And maybe uh, they, maybe kind of they it added a little to bit it. To yeah. Give it some, you know, so there's a bit of airtime be- between COVID and and this story to come out because people could be like rolling their eyes like, oh god do I yeah, want to know about a, <laughs> a world it, in is lockdown it yeah, like, <laughs> yeah is it tasteful to do now kind of thing yeah but I do like what they're kind of going for and the angles that we're going for that we mm. are to em- we are to embrace what we've got and not what we're <laughs> what we could have had or what we what we can't yeah. have outside yeah Ross what did you think of the story my dude um I loved it it was it was so sweet it was just a a wonderful reminder of being 
you know, human, I suppose. And that's a great way to tell that story is, you know, to tell it through the eyes of, you know, humans or sorry, robots and cats and, you know, this, this very idea that they're all kind of trying to aim to be human and robots love learning about humanity. And that's something that I found really fascinating, especially kind of not necessarily through Midtown, but kind of through um, the, like the first city and the sewers, they were, they were all kind of like so conscious of humanity and they're already like interested in it. And it was, that was such a cool kind of, um, a, a cool kind of way in. Um, and Midtown is kind of, uh, it was, it was an interesting way of going to look at the way that robots lived as they're trying to live in a very similar way to humans. I mean, I love Midtown anyway. I thought that was a, a really wonderful kind of level and um, a fantastic location to explore again. Yep. could have used a map for a couple of things. Um, I did get did find myself getting very lost um, at certain points, but you know, it was if anything, it was the one way of sort of like showcasing that you know the world does go on and the Earth can probably continue without without humans around. And although you know there was those those very kind of ideas, those notions of being watched and being looked over and being you know not necessarily free, but kind of able to roam as much as you possibly could. You know, those those ideas were always so prevalent in the storytelling and I don't know, you know, whether or not the robots were happy, whether they were sad. I think that was an interesting part of it as well. I've always curious to know more about them. And I think if there was a sequel, um, I don't think it would take place in Midtown or the sewers or anything. I think it would take place outside the walls and, you know, give give our cats something new to explore. Um but I don't know. I mean, I, I think um, as a whole, I was very satisfied with the ending. Um, I miss B12. And I'm, I'm, I am I get the feeling that, you know, if there is a sequel, he's, the cat's going to need something or someone similar to B12 to navigate the world, especially as a player, because we need someone to kind of translate things for us. Um, so, yeah, I was, um, I was more than satisfied with the ending. And um, I like the idea and the premise of where it could possibly go next. Um, yeah, I think it said a lot about where it could go more than it, where it was at. Like, I, I think there were great first steps in like the storytelling and the world that they were kind of creating in that. Um, I just hope, yeah, I just hope if there is another one that we do get to see more of that because that was the best stuff for me. Was all these narrative threads on not necessarily the the strays' point of view or the strays' life and getting back to their family, but what is left of the world once humanity is gone and what do robots do within that absolutely um so i think there's yeah they, they've got a really cool concept here and i think stray two or, or whatever it will be um will be able to tell that story again on a much bigger scale it would have seemed like it seemed like i think eight was it eight or seven million people played this in its first week you know i think those are massive numbers and that's going to do really well for the possibility of a sequel and of course you know a, a, the majority of them probably played it on ps plus or ps premium or used a free week to give it a go but the fact that people are playing it and people are jumping onto it and it became such a massive social media thing i assume you've seen the um cats watching stray um twitter account oh yeah of course oh yes um, my, my cat wasn't wonderful. bothered personally but <laughs> <Was it> not? <laughs> nothing, nothing good for the twitter or the instagram to post but yeah, I loved I loved seeing everything else and all the cats' reactions as well. I think that's what's drove it, driven like the push for most people to play it is seeing it on social media. And if anything, it's a sign to Sony to be like, carry on doing what you're doing, putting out these indie titles that for these third-party developers because people do want them. And whether or not they're going to be like the previous titles haven't been on a plus service, maybe this is their point now to be like oh hang on we could get more people into this if we do start doing releasing these titles on our service as opposed to selling them yeah absolutely i think stray is a great example of that and it looks so good as well um i think you know running at 60 frames i didn't really see any technical issues i didn't have any bugs of any kind i think it crashed on me once um nothing major but um yeah just had a, a crash 
But, uh, was it a hard crash? Or was it just a close application type thing? Yeah, it was just a close application. So, yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world, but I did have to start one of the levels again, but that's fine. That's fine. All of the levels? Like you said, start from... No, one of the levels, sorry. I said oh, okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't have to restart the game, thank God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, um, there's there, there, there's a lot of possibility here. Um, who got the um, platinum? Me. And me. Okay, I have to ask. Uh, there is a trophy which is nap for an hour. <laughs> um, did you do that in one go, or did you do it over time? In one go, I yeah. in one go. In, in one go. go. Yeah. Just said, I just set it aside. There was some like lo-fi music. I love the music in this game. Yeah. Just had it on and was just doing something else whilst I had that over. Yeah. An hour. It's a cute little um, screensaver for your TV. Yeah, <laughs> I did mine next to the musician guy, and then went and like prepared dinner while it was just like on in the background. Oh, nice! Wow. I did mine on the roof of the guy line. Oh, I did mine oh. in the same place as Josh as well. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice, very cool. So you sat your PS5 there for an hour doing nothing. Yeah, yep. yeah, just getting hot. <laughs> wow, just getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> what energy crisis? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you talking about? Gas pills? Come on now. <laughs> Not when those trophies are bound. Exactly. There's a, There's a price to buy. Yeah, yeah. And of course, there was a speed run, which I know Miles did. Josh yeah. did it first, to be fair. He beat me too. Oh, cool. Oh, nice Only because I got to the game sooner. You were playing other games. Yeah, um, to be fair. And it's, it is doable, as, as long as you kind of know where you're going. And I, it's not a hard game. So I think you it's fully capable. I think it did. I did it in one hour 45. I died a couple of times because I was just kind of not uh, paying much attention to the Zucks when I should have done, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I died a couple of times, and I still got the, I still got under par. So it's not too hard. I think the hardest trophy was going through the first uh, encounter oh, of the Zucks and not God. getting and not getting hit at all. It's like so, you have to do that. It's like a minute long run where you can't get caught at all. Um, right. I, I spent most of my time doing that, and that was very frustrating. That moment. literally made me. Me and Josh were doing it at the same time. <laughs> it was ridiculous, and I still haven't got the trophy. I gave up because I suck, and uh, I suck at just having any patience whatsoever. But me and me and Josh were literally on um, party chat for like an hour, being like, "Fuck, fuck, damn it!" <laughs> like, and it was just all of these noises coming from both of us, and he's like, "Oh." the stairs and I was like yeah I keep getting caught and the thing is I nearly did it the first time I ever did it and I got caught right at the end and then Josh was like oh by the way you need to do that like thing because if you get it then it's a trophy so I was like oh fuck's sake okay well, I won't move on and I'll restart the whole checkpoint and I was there for like 45 minutes an hour and I was like do you know what I don't care enough like <laughs> so yeah yeah it's, it's a rough it's a rough trophy just go back to the speed run I actually really enjoyed my speed run um playthrough because i'd earned everything else except for the nap trophy by that point and i really appreciated that the gameplay mechanics are like really simplistic but the skill comes in like how well you know the areas like through your spatial navigation like through your muscle memory and i think my final time was like an hour 32 or something and i screwed up a section completely because i'd totally forgotten where the exit was it's in like the jail sequence and like you initially break out and you end up in this like corridor with like two drones and I'd forgotten where the hell you were meant to jump up to escape them um but I really like enjoyed the speed run because it was like a mastery of all the things that I'd spent like my first playthrough doing and it shows that it I think my first playthrough was like four and a half five hours maybe um and I was like there's actually so much to the game that when you ignore all of it you can do it in you know an hour and a half or an hour and 45 um but the fact that I spent so long in my first playthrough, although four four or five hours isn't actually that long, but I think it's like the right kind of length. And I think my speed run like playthrough made me appreciate like how tight and compact this game actually is when, like I talked about earlier, you know, there's loads of massive games now. And I think I'm sick of doing mindless nothing shit for dozens of hours. And this kind of showed like you can make a really tight and compact game and make it fun. Like I really enjoyed like overcoming each puzzle because I knew what I was doing and how to do it. And even like the drone section in the jail, I think that's the only part that I think I didn't particularly like is when you have to trap those drones in the prison cell bits, um, just because it feels a bit like luck based rather than like skill based. Um, but yeah, I found the speedrun trophy was much more manageable. That Zerk, that Zerk trophy for like that avoiding the first encounter, that was hell. But the speedrun trophy was completely fine. I think if you're 
a bit worried about it. I'd, I'd say give it a go. I think most people could do it without a problem, to be honest. Hmm. I think my only concern is I did I did get lost very easily in Midtown, so I need to uh, kind of run through it again. Yeah, just to get my bearings before I give it a go. I think. Well, at least now you know you can chapter select. So you can go back to your old save and chapter select it to do. I'll it tell again you what, the trophy that I can't be fucked to do that I didn't know was a trophy. I was gonna do the speed run because like, I got a real thing with like doing the whole game again for the fucking sake of it. Anyway, like I didn't yeah. really want to do that because that's two hours of my life. Like I don't know. Anyway, so I already had beef with it, but I was like, do you know what? I'll do it for if it's one trophy. And then I saw the trophy that was complete the whole Midtown chapter without getting caught by one of the drones, and I was like. When I leave Clementine's flat, there is a drone that I couldn't figure out how not to get past without setting it off and just running for it. Mm. I can't be fucked to do 35 minutes of Midtown to get caught right at the end and completely blow it. No, 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 thank you, because that will actually piss me off. Um, so that's the only, that's the trophy that really like made me delete it. I was like, I can do the sewers without doing the light. I've done that. It was, there was just something about that midtown trophy about getting caught once by the cameras, and I was like, it's a no from me. Like, just CBA to like <laughs> meticulously do everything to get caught right at the end. I'll oh, just fuck me off. Or oh, imagine right. doing the whole run through and being like two minutes, two hours, one minute. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is where like developers use trophies as a way to like increase replayability. Like, because straight is like a one playthrough and done. But actually, I enjoyed the fact that it kind of made me go back to play it again and actually like appreciate it in a different way personally. Because um, I really enjoyed the the going back through and mastering the mechanics, not worrying about any of the side stuff and just being like this like lightning quick, really agile cat jumping from place to place and just picking up what it needs and then leaving. Um, yeah, I quite appreciate that. And I think this is one of those trophy lists that made me appreciate the game a bit more because it made me play it more than I would have done otherwise. So mm. instead of it making me hate a game like Trophy List normally do, I actually quite enjoyed it more. And it was just enough as well where by the end of it, you still kind of maybe wanted a little bit more rather yeah. than, thank God that's over. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. And yeah, it's it's nice to have a game which I was open to playing more of it, but it feels like it didn't overstay its welcome or try to you know, do more with its limited mechanics than what it had. Um, like I said, the only time I felt that was in that one little jail sequence with those drones. Um, but other than that, I felt like it stuck to what it knew really well. And I think its length is important because I think, like Kat said, if it was just more of the same for another four hours, I think I would have been much more reluctant to, to play that and enjoy it as much. I don't think I'd have appreciated, you know, the package as it was. Um, so yeah, I think the, the shortening of the length was actually a good decision by them to keep it compact. The only thing is, though, trying to do the speed run, you can't skip any of the cutscenes or any oh, of the dialogue. Why do but, games still do this? Yeah, if you're if you're a speed run game, you you let them skip because you don't want to sit there and stop. You want yeah, to get it's through just it. An option. And like, I think I think as well, it added to the gameplay time. It added to your run time does. by yeah. going through it. So it doesn't pause <laughs> it in any way. So yeah, it's fr- that bit was frustrating, but you know it's doable. It's not hard, but you know I just didn't want to sit there for five minutes talking about. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just annoying, isn't son. it? Yeah. Like, because you just think like I've already seen this part of the story. I don't need to see it again. Even if it was just an option at the start of the game to be like, are you going for the speed run? Yes. Okay. Cool. You can now skip everything. Like that's fine. And also, how short would the game have been without it? Like, if it didn't count, the- I wonder if that's why they made them unskippable. Because without it, it would have been like what, like sub an, an hour. hour? Yeah, yeah, like less than an hour. So maybe yeah. that was a purposeful decision to like inflate the time a little bit. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what I was going to ask about the cutscenes and if they were uh, led to extra time on the speed run. So yeah, that kind of sucks. But um, yeah, I might go over to go once I've got my bearings a little better around Midtown. I might give it a blast at some point. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's much else to talk about, really. I mean, um, we've we've delved into um, the ending and uh, the trophies and the possibilities of a sequel and what we'd like to see um, from that sequel. Would you like to be out of the, um, out of the walls, so to speak, and exploring these... Um, yeah, give me worlds. give me Stray Breath of the Wild. That's what I want. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think I think Stray that's such a wild? good sequel. Yeah, Stray of the Wild. Breath of the Kitty. 
<laughs> Breath of the Meow. Meow. Yeah, that's what I, I, that's what I would love. Um, and I'd love to for Sony to give opportunities to these third-party developers to do to go bigger because um, they've they've done a really good track record on on the kind of indies that they've published. Um, I think there was a tweet from uh, at Zuby underscore tech who did like a, he posted a photo of all these PlayStation indies and their Metacritic score and nothing falls below even 75, which is I think a really good like batting average. If you're from 75 into the 80s, like you're, you're doing something right with your publishers. So I think they're picking them right as well at the same time. I think um, Stray ended up with 84. Um, and before that, it was Sifu that came out earlier this year, which was 81. So I think they know how to pick them. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. It's the power of uh, Shuhei Yoshida. Yeah, exactly. Right um, these are all work. PS5 titles as well that they've released. So from like the Pathless, Bugsnacks, Chicory, oh, Fist, yeah. Kana, Bridge of Spirits, Solar Ash, Heavenly Bodies, Sifu, and then Stray. Like they're all great. Uh, yeah, Kana. that is a great list of indie games. To be fair, Kana, Cat, wasn't that another one that you were super hyped for that wasn't didn't live up to your expectations? Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it kept crashing on me. That's the thing, is that oh, I right, yeah. had like seven or eight hard crashes from it. And it just kept all like closed. Like some of them were closed up, some of them were hard crash. And I just couldn't be. I was like, for fuck's sake. I had to keep doing the same village. I had to keep starting from the same village area. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. I just, I just couldn't. But the thing is, as well, I bet you if I jumped back into it, I would really enjoy it. I don't think the game is bad at all. Um, I just like, it, I just couldn't play it. I just, and I was so hyped for it. And then I got to the point where like, it seemed that like there were a couple of, and I was reading on, I can't remember if it was Twitter or Reddit, that a lot of people were having the same problem. And I remember putting it down for a week. And in the course of the week, it had like three or four patches. But by that point I was done. I was like, do you know what? And it has stayed on my little home screen for ages. And I was like, I finally deleted it the other day, but I will go back to it one day. And I'm sure that when I get back to it, I'll literally be like, I'm so glad I went back. I think I will really enjoy it when it when it's when it's when I go back to it. But for now, it's now firmly in the backlog because I, you know, disrespected my time with all the crashes. I was like, <laughs> how fucking dare they? Uh, but I know it is fixed. And it must be fixed because the amount of patches that I kept seeing where it was like, Kina is on download. Kina has now downloaded. Kina is now ready to play. And mm. I was just like, bloody hell. So they, it must have happened to a lot of people. I know it didn't happen to everybody, but I know that some people did get various amounts of different bugs. But that was like first week of release, you know, it's bound to happen. It's just that, yeah, it just got stuck in the backlog eventually, you know. And I think at that time as well, there were so many releases that came out all at once that it kind of was like, do, 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 do. And it was like, you know, mm. be be playable because <laughs> obviously going in the backlog. But it's quite high up in the backlog. I think if I looked at my backlog, I'd probably be like, I'll give it a go. Because really, I'm literally only in the first village or the second village. I'm Is not it before far or all. after The Witcher 3? Well, Witcher Three is like a, it's not it's not back in my backlog. It's just in my playable backlog. It's in back backlog purgatory. No, so no, no, no. So like you've got your you've got your current backlog, i.e., stuff that you've got currently installed on your PlayStation. As in, so I've got B Simulator. I've got I've got Two Point. I had um, Story of Seas. Like all the stuff that you like dip into. Dead by Daylight. That's my that's my current backlog. And then you've got your backlog backlog, which is all the stuff you don't have installed but is in your archives. Now Keen is in my archives. The Witcher is creeping towards the backlog backlog, but it's still in my current state of play. Hmm. It's a system, you know. There's a hierarchy of backlogs. Yeah, there's a hierarchy of backlogs. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. yeah, hierarchy of backlogs. And unfortunately, The Witcher is... What's that word in football where it gets done down to a league? It's been relegated. Relegated. relegated yeah, yeah, relegated. Yeah, so it was going... It went from, like, current currently playing to we'll dip in if I fancy it. 
because it's such a huge game and lately I've downloaded a couple of games and I've had a few reviews to do where it's just been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back but I did kind of crave it the other day so I think it's I think it might jump back into currently playing but it really just depends it's a, it's a big month Roscoe you'll get this Witcher 3 is basically the Everton of Cat's current backlog it flirted with relegation to the proper backlog <laughs> but it's not quite it's still it's still in the main league yeah that's yeah that's what it is it's it's, it's exactly that <laughs> nice right sure yeah I get that <laughs> yeah, get on Everton. Narration. Ross did not understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you can knock out Tina about eight times in the amount of time it'll take you to play The Witcher. 100%. Yeah. I would absolutely, absolutely not want to do that, though. <laughs> no, no. Keena's a great game, but it's a one and done. You know, it's a one and done. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a lack of uh, DLC or anything coming for it. So. We move on. Do I have one question for you all? Did you all dunk the basketball? Yeah. In Stray? Yeah. yeah. First time. Yeah. Oh, you did it first time? I missed like first five time. times. Oh, no, I did it first <laughs> time when I realised I needed to do it. I actually didn't do it. I had to go back and do it because I didn't even... I missed it completely. One of mine was really embarrassing. It ended up on like the far side of the right of the steps and then ended up <laughs> in the trash heap afterwards. And I was like, that pretty much sums up my ability at dunking this basketball. Was where you restarting checkpoint or were you just yeah you I'd have to go back to the menu and restart the chapter and do it again. <laughs> oh man. I saw the trophy. <laughs> I saw the trophy and I got to the checkpoint where you kind of stand at that stairs and I failed it like once or twice and then just restart checkpoint. I was literally right there to do it. Yeah, that's but... a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dunked it first. I had a feeling there was going to be a trophy attached to it. Just look like it. Know it was, it was baiting you there at the top of the stairs, like I'm a bull. What's at the bottom? Yeah. A little bin. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even see it. I genuinely did not see it until you went back to the slums for the second time. And I was like, oh shit, there's a basketball there. <laughs> Nuzzling up against five robots. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, what wasn't fun though was scratching in every level or in every chapter because I'd forgot mm-hmm. where I did I missed it. one. I missed the sewers. That was it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't miss any. I think I, I role played so well as a cat. I just scratched everything I ever saw in every chapter, <laughs> every time without fail. Like, I'm pretty sure there was one chapter. A cat was like, Why are you still scratching shit? You don't even need to. I was like, But I want to. It sounds like you really enjoyed being a cat, Miles. I really did. Yeah. I think like that's what it was, is that I just got super into just being a dickhead cat. I was like, Yeah, I'm going to ruin your carpet. Yep. I'm just going to scratch the shit out of your curtains. Like, yeah, I'm going to pour this like tin of paint on you, gutted. And no one does anything because you're a cat, so no one can hate you. And then you go and like rub up against a robot, and then it does the love heart. And there's no more better dopamine hit than watching a robot look down at you with a love heart on its face because you've rubbed up against its leg. Yeah, <laughs> only certain robots, though. Not every single one. I know, right? I kind of wish it was like every robot. Yeah. That, that would have been nice, especially the ones at the end. I feel like the ones in the last level are quite nice robots, and yet you can't like make them love you, and that made me sad. Oh, man. I know. I want all the robots to love me. Sequel, please. B twelve. <laughs> I need a I need an instant love button for the cat. <laughs> right then. Uh, so we just have a mouse a meow button on circle. Uh, instant love for what triangle? Let's go triangle. Yeah, yeah. Let's go triangle. Yeah, that sounds like a good shout. Seems like a good interaction button. I like the sound of that. Um, all right, then. Anything else that people want to add? Anything that we've missed? Anything that you want to The only in? thing that I want to add is I was very surprised there wasn't a trophy for getting all the balls on the pool table into the ball pit. Yeah. Oh, my I God. Spent yeah. ages doing that. And then I was like, this is, this is a fucking trophy. I bet this is a trophy. Spent ages batting all the little balls into the hole on the pool table. No trophy. I was like, fuming. They missed a trick there. Because yeah, they were all movable. It was awesome. Yeah. The physics on it was dope. I had a yeah, working time yeah, just slamming really into cool. them. Yeah, yeah, the buckets, <laughs> glasses, anything that you could knock over. That was really cool. It's really, really good attention to detail. Mm. Yeah, a lot of the physics stuff I thought was quite I didn't like the um, the jump mechanic. I was just about to ask that, what people thought about the jumping. Nah, no. I ah, to jump not? on my own terms. What, what didn't you like about just, it? Just, I want to jump when I want to jump. Thank yeah, <laughs> I wanted to jump when I wanted to fucking jump. If I can meow when I can meow. I want to jump when I can jump. And I want to jump around a lot. It did add to the, like, agile aspect of a cat, though, that it's, like, 
absolutely perfect every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but right. maybe I would have liked it. You know, like some of the cats, they like shake their bum a bit before they do a big leap. And <laughs> he just kind of super jumps everywhere. And yeah. I maybe would have liked a little bit. I, do you know what? I did like, like, there's like probably, like, so in the code, there's like a, a percentage of how many times when you jump. What which jump is going to be one that you kind of scuffle it? Did you ever get yeah. that where you like scuffled the land and you were trying to hold on a little bit? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you'd you like a like, bum shuffle jump. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to <laughs> to wind up his like a leap sometimes. You know, if it was a high jump, because you a see that charge, a little yeah. charge, up a little bum goes. charge, bum wiggle charge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite liked it. I think it, um, like Josh said, it made it so that like the animation was always perfect. And it does feel like you're kind of super stray. Like you never miss a jump. He never gets it wrong. Like it always works mm, pretty well. Except in yeah. cutscenes, somehow he manages to fuck it up. But yeah, no, I th- I think it's like, a, it's an, I remember watching a thing about The Last of Us and how like whenever they have to have like interactions and things happen smoothly, what they'll do is they'll actually like reset animations, but like in a way that you don't notice, like as you're watching the game happen. And I think that's why the bottom prompt is there, because what it does is when you press the button, it resets the animation so that it always does like the perfect jump animation from there. Um, so I kind of appreciate it. it's probably like a design thing that they probably had to do. And equally, how annoying would it be if you accidentally like went to the edge of somewhere and the dickhead jumped to somewhere you didn't want him to? Like, I think that would be more frustrating. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably why they went with that because it would have been so easy to be like walking along a wall and you accidentally press left on the stick and then the dickhead like jumps off and then you have to jump all the way back up again. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want it to feel like Surgeon Simulator as a cat, kind of just oh. like jumping everywhere and flopping over. <laughs> like even in Assassin's Creed, it would do it sometimes, though, wouldn't it? Like you don't want them to jump and then he'd like flip himself off the wall and die and you'd be like, what the fuck did you do that for? Did you're you just pressing, it's like, it's like it just you're pressing up to climb up, yet you just <laughs> jump backwards into nothing. I'm sick of being controlled. I don't want to climb buildings anymore. I've had enough. I've got sentience now. It just jumps to his freedom. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I feel like that was probably why they went with the, the button prompts. But I thought it worked pretty well on the whole. I never got too frustrated with it. Yeah. I think what you said about puzzles, though, that you were kind of solving them through your explanation, I felt like that was a bit of a downer on it because it was, I was solving puzzles before I knew the puzzles existed. Yeah. And at that point, once I've sol- once I've realised what I need to do, that's killed a bit of the game for me because I'm like, already done it. And I know up. I've already, I know I've played it through the time by exploring, but maybe just like, you know, <clears throat> certain times uh, quests won't like, you won't be able to do a certain quest at all. Like mm-hmm. you won't be able to pick them up or they don't, the item doesn't show up until the quest becomes live where I would have like preferred that, like maybe sections cut off just a, a little bit. Like you couldn't get through a certain apartment in the slums because there's a book in there and you don't need it till later. And I would have looked like lengthened out a little bit. And that also would have, or when it comes to the speed run, you could either, t- you could take it either way. Like either your preparation of knowing where they are and then going there first or planning it out a different way where it's like, oh, these are cut off now. So I'll do this first and I'll do that after it kind of like, I don't know. It does like mess up the pacing, doesn't it? Because then the character is mm. like, oh, I need you to go find these three things or whatever. And then oh, B12's you mean these like, three things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then B12 is like, oh, we better go look for this. I'm like, B12, mate, I'm way ahead of you. I've already got all three of them. You've already scanned them for me. What are you talking about? And then you like talk to the character again. They're like, oh my God, you got them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I think like you said for the speed run it would have made it quite interesting if it was like blocked off because then it's like but then I wonder if it would have felt more linear because it's like oh yeah can't true. Get into like all the different areas so like what's the reason to explore kind of thing mm. um, it's a give and take isn't it I feel like there's compromise yeah. on both of yeah. I feel like it would have deterred me from exploring and then I would have been like oh shit I did come here before but you had that window closed and now it's open so now I have mm-hmm. to go in there um but I see your point of like, I was the same, like I'd solved all the puzzles and the character was like, find this. And I was like, done. And I was like, cool. And it's like onto the next chapter. And I was like, all right then. <laughs> um, yeah. So it does throw off the pace in a little bit, I think. Well, all right then. Um, I guess that does bring a solemn end to our straight spoiler special. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, we will be back this week with our main podcast, where we talk about all the week's gaming news and all that goodness, including quizzes and, you know, everything that we do. You know what we do. You know what we do. There's 165 episodes of it. Just go back and find out everything that we do that way. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you do, if you do have any thoughts about Stray, do let us know. 
And we are at FNGGNS on Twitter. And we're in all the places. Go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all those places. If you do want to let us know what you thought of Stray or anything in general, just let us know about how you're getting on in the old gaming world this year. We'd always love to hear what you guys are up to. So it's a big thank you to K to the E to the Z, KB. Thanks. Bye. Bye. It's goodbye from Miles Thompson. Oh, well. It's goodbye from Josh Thompson. Meow. That was really unsettling. And it's uh, <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. Excellent. I've been Roscoe. Until next time, this has been The Thinker Girl.